Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 164. On this episode, Chris and I break down the HVC Hotcake. It's a brand new cigar from HVC released here in the July 2020 timeframe. We also talk about what would happen if Chris and I were sequestered to heaven and or hell. What would God and the devil do with us? What would they say to us upon entry? Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's get into it. So what I think is funny about that story is you're like, then I just ate a bunch of burgers, but I could rewind to last episode and you're like, I really need to lose some weight. Yeah, I know. But your discipline when it comes to that shit is atrocious. But when you're drinking and you're high, you get so fucking hungry. <laughs> like bourbon makes me hungry. Honestly, the combination of both would definitely mess me up it would cause a lot of hunger yeah i was i just holy shit that's fucking pungent i I was so hungry from the bourbon which is so common it's so common when i drink bourbon yeah and i leave their lounge just so hungry and then on top of that an edible and that just like dry mouth hunger yeah i'm just like oh god i'm craving food yeah and and kale's in the back seat and he's like i just want to go home and sleep i was like kale I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> I have to get something. Where where did you get? Did you make burgers or or that, is that where you ate oh, Freddy's? No. I was, yeah, I was at Freddy's. I was so lazy and I just went, I was so so, so Freddy. So, so explain Freddy's. It's basically a uh, upper middle class steak and shake, pretty much. But is it the burger the same type of burger? Like where it's kind of like it's thin, a steak, and- very thin steak. F- like fried, you know. Like was it good? Because I've had people say it's not good. It's blander than, it? than steak, steak and shake. That's because steak and shake does everything in butter. Yeah, but they literally had a burger called the Buttery Wisconsin. But depending on what burger you get, it's really good. Interesting. But their fries are better, definitively. Fries are better. You didn't have like a milkshake or anything. No. The only time I ever went there was. It was probably only, it's pungent. (laughs) It's fucking pungent. What is this? It's Heaven's Door. Uh, Lauren's dad got it for me for my birthday. I've wanted to buy a bottle of this for a while because I've heard it's really good. But tell me that's not amplified. Dude, it's 5x most whiskeys I've drank. I just got done drinking a bunch of bourbon. Like, I'm trying to wait for it to just kind of settle. I just took a sip and it was so strong. It's so strong. It is like in your face, sweet, and just. What's the proof on this thing? I don't know. I don't think it's that much. Anything from Heaven's Door. Knock, knock, knock. It's only 100 proof. I just got done having 100 proof, but that seems so much stronger. Dude, it is like. The flavor fucking blows up in your mouth. Oh, God, even the smell of it. It's like someone tossed a fucking flavor grenade on your tongue. I'm not ready for Jesus. I think this is what this bourbon's proven. I'm not ready for Jesus. Dude, it has an intensity to it. There's, I have too much sin, and I, I have demons. And when I drink this, dude, it, that it's shit's like pungent. It's exercising me. I like the flavors. I think I would like them a little less amplified. They need to take ten and turn it to five. Oh, because I like the flavor because it's got that honey sweetness. Yeah, but it's still got a little bit of that oakiness. It just uh, it doesn't settle. It's just like boom. 
<laughs> today's and spot. it tastes it honestly it tastes and burns more than like a hundred yeah today's bourbon. bourbon sponsor is heaven's door double bourbon whiskey um yeah if you feel sinful drink this it dude it's this will this will eradicate any demons you have lurking in your body you know a lot of people say like you try to have sex when you're drunk they call it whiskey dick yeah I think this is the only one that'd probably make you harder. This is maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. All my pubic hair would no longer be curly. It would be fucking straight. straight. It's just sticking straight up. Electrified pubic hair. <laughs> Dude, that thing, that's got some fucking heat to it. It really does. It's that, a very pretty bottle. Yeah, I love the bottle. And it's fairly like, I don't want to say it's new. I don't think they're new, but like, I just remember seeing these bottles finally like hit the shelves and there's a few of them, Heaven's Door. It is, um, I thought it would be a little bit more subdued than that. And that is like very yeah, in your face. Yeah. It's like being, it's like being face fucked by a beehive. Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. Can, can we all agree that that song exposed how terrible of a singer Axl Rose was? Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the nasal. Everybody was like, finally, like, oh, when he tries to sing a power ballad, he sounds terrible. It's so nasally and so grungy. It's, it's not good. It's definitely not good. It's really uh, probably one of his worst efforts. He probably drinks this. He probably, this probably is his, it's probably it's his probably whiskey. probably his thing, man. What if this was his whiskey? I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Axl Rose had his own whiskey. Dude, it could be. I wonder if it is. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Axl. Rose. Rose. He probably does have his own whiskey. Oh, the smell of it too, man. <laughs> it's so... He doesn't have his own whiskey. Uh, whiskey. So the results were: Are it's, Axel Rosen slash still friends? <laughs> it's not as bad. So it's not now. His. now I'm kind of used to it. But at, at the first sip, I was like, "Whoo!" I just went from four roses to this. Yeah, uh, like, four roses is much more balanced and refined. This almost seems like God. I don't know, man. It almost seems like it probably went from like. Probably went to like 10 different barrels. Like, have any of you just like, when you were younger? Oh, it's Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. I'm reading it on the side. Like, when you were younger, like, I know we have a lot of millennial listeners, and we're we're kind of at the forefront of millennials, so we're at the kind of the veteran level. Yeah. But I imagine, like, have you ever gone to like like a party, and like, yeah, we got some like fucking 151. And you, there's all these strong alcohols. And you're like, yeah, I know it's strong, but I'll fucking do it. I don't care. I'll just drink it because I don't want anybody to think Fuck I can't. it. I don't want people to think I can't take it. Right. So you drink it and you're like. Right. You're like, oh, you know, but you drink it anyways. That first sip reminded me of that. Where yeah. it's like, you know what? I, I And you just go, Ooh. I appreciate your generosity to treat me to some bourbons. Right. But my body is having a hard time dealing with it. <laughs> Dude, it is pungent. This needs a few drops of water or an ice cube. Yeah. 
This is the only time I would say any whiskey that I've drank that I think needs to be slightly diluted. Yeah. It's just too, to me, it's too forward. Maybe our aunt was right, though. Maybe we are going to go to hell. And this is like, (laughs) this is the like telltale sign to like say, we're not ready for heaven. Yeah. I mean, I could have told you that when I was eight. Like, if you went to heaven right now, God was standing at, I think it's called the pearly gates. I'm assuming they're pearl. Yeah. Or maybe. The pearly gates. Yeah. But like, what do you think he would say about you in that moment, like, to attest to your sins? Like, if you made it to heaven? Yeah. This is questioning whether or not you actually make it to heaven. Like, this is an application, right? You're like, you're taking the stairs up, you're taking the escalator up. And you're at the gates, and it's like, well, before you get in, I just need to talk about some things with you first about your life. And depending on how you respond, you, you, may, you, you may be taking the elevator all the way down. Right. You know? So you're saying there's like, a, essentially what is a school counselor is like an intermediate. Yeah. That's sitting at a desk that's going like, let's review your transcript. Yeah. And let's see if you're going to go to college or let's <laughs> see if you're going to get a job yeah. as a Jiffy Lube mechanic. Yeah. Like, right. like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think God would say to you in those moments? Knowing you, right? Knowing me? Just knowing yourself. Not what I know of you, right. but knowing yourself. What incriminating things? <laughs> Maybe just cause... <laughs> <laughs> to not get you into heaven. <laughs> um, I think the first thing would not be a specific, like a specific detail in my life. Yeah. But I think if God were sitting there as like an art, like if we were in arbitration, he yeah. was a mediator, he would just go, what have you done? <laughs> that would be the first statement. That'd be the first question. And then he would go, your offensive use of the word cunt repeatedly <laughs> every day. <laughs> that would be, that would definitely be high on the list. <laughs> I know that's going to get me into some trouble. Um, I would also say he probably wouldn't be too thrilled in the fact that I question religion every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be the most damning. I think that's what's going to send me on the elevator down. I think I'm in the same boat. To level negative I don't think 666. I, have, I don't think I've made any decisions where I'd be like, it's hell worthy. Yeah. But I would imagine, even if he was confronting me, I would literally look him in the face and be like, wow. <laughs> I never thought you exist, but even in this moment, I still don't quite believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to hell. You know what I think it would be though for both of us? I think it would be I think it would be a conflicting conversation, and here's why. I don't tout myself as a good person. Like I would never I would never come out and say self-proclaimed, I'm a great person. It's about humility. There's, a, there's an element of humility. What I will say is I always try to do the best specifically for friends and family and even strangers. I always try to act always in making sure that I'm the best person I can be for the people who I'm interacting with. Yeah. All the time. Even if yeah. it's small gestures, even no matter what it is. Like, there's small things that you can do. There's things that you know will go as far as like, someone really appreciating your effort and your interaction with them. I always, like, I strive to do that. Yeah. 
but then I also say and do some really fucked up shit. Yeah. So I think it's a conflicting conversation. I think God would look at us as very conflicting and contradicting people. He'd go, how do you do this one second? And then let's go here. Let's go back through the playbook. And you did this two years ago. How did you do this two years ago? But then you helped this poor little lady across the street in, yeah. in, in current day. I remember two years ago, it was, we had almost like blizzard-like level snows and Kettering. Yeah. And I was behind a lady in my Civic, and she was fighting to get through the intersection of four and um smithville like her car wouldn't take it wouldn't it wouldn't take her through and she got stuck in the middle of the street right i got out of my vehicle when it's five degrees out i wasn't wearing a jacket because i was literally going to work in a meeting and i didn't have anything i was like i'm just going straight from my car to a building i'm not going to bring a jacket i got out of my vehicle and pushed her car through the intersection by myself that's what i'm saying so God would reflect on that moment, and then he would look at other moments and things that you say or do, and he would go, what the fuck? But then there's these moments where he would have been like, you know, the thing about you, Chris, is that I've never once heard you pray, maybe occasionally, not very, very rarely. Probably pretty disingenuous, Maybe too. condescendingly. <laughs> right. The only time I've heard you say God... Is when you're climaxing, and let me <laughs> let me read the transcripts here. Um, on uh, August twenty sixth, two thousand twenty, I have it cited here that you said, "God damn it!" When you were climaxing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, "That's the only time I've actually heard you say my name." Or that one time you prayed when you were in bed with that person, and you said, "God, I pray to God, I pray to God, this isn't a man." <laughs> Yeah. Like that instance, too. God, I hope I don't have a baby. <laughs> yeah. But that would be the only two things. But I've done, I've done a lot of things that I've never really talked about. And this is the first time I've actually, I think I've ever told you that story. Mm, interesting. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get on Facebook and I, I don't say, I helped a nice lady today. Yeah. I helped to push a lady's vehicle through the snow. Yeah, like small gestures or even things you do, you got your way for people. You just, you do them because, and here's the thing. You know what I don't like? I don't like when people say, I did it because it made me feel good. Oh, that yeah. drives me nuts. Like you're giving yourself, so I donate to charity because I feel good when I do it. I do those things because I want someone else to feel good, not yeah. because I feel good about it. Yeah. I want someone else to feel good. I want it to make someone else's day. I want to do it a favor or something special for someone else because I want them to have the feeling, not that I want to have the feeling. I always thought that was so strange. Isn't God supposed to teach you that by tithing, right? T-I-T-H. Oh, tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tithing. Yeah. That when you give up your money to God, your life will become better. Right. Right? Maybe that's true. I've never done it. You know, a lot of people, it's 10% of your salary. Yeah, and sometimes more, depending on what you make. It's like... And those institutions aren't tax, or they're tax-free. So think about that. But even when I donate, which I have done, even when I didn't have money, I would donate. I remember, I won't say the... Well, no, I will say it. Well, does it really matter? No, I'll just tell you I donated money. I'm not here to brag. When I donated money, I still felt bad about giving up that money. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. It's like I could have really used that. Yeah. But you realize someone else could use it more. Right. That's my whole point saying that it shouldn't make you feel good. It should make someone else yeah. feel good. I, I still didn't feel great about it's it. It's like a self-sacrifice. Yeah. Like, yeah, like no one wants to give up. Like there was a, an example um, of a dog. Oh, this is so bad. Uh, this was like two years ago. There was a dog through um, the organization I got Lily, or sorry, I got Thomas from, and the dog was set on fire. Holy shit. And she was very, 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 very severely burned, and she had to go through a lot of surgeries. The only way to get the surgery done was by donations. Yeah. And that is an instance where I didn't even think twice about it. It's like, I have to do this. And at a time of which, like you said, I could have really used that money. But then I look at this dog and I go, yeah. I need this a whole hell of a lot less. And I want to make sure that I am able to give something to the dog's survival, which the dog did survive. Hey, so cheers to that, bro. That's such a good thing, though. That's such but here's a good the thing. thing. I don't donate anything to humans. It's all animals. <laughs> I, I don't donate the shit to fucking humans. If it's like part of like a charity drive we're doing for work or for something, I will. Yeah. But in my own private charities and the money that I give away every single year is only to animals. It's all yeah. animal donation. I mean, f- that's another, con- that's probably another conflicting thing God would look at and he'd go, you're a very charitable person to canines. To animals. <laughs> what are you doing for humanity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think, um, what do you think the devil would say? Let's just say. They hit the the down button on the elevator, and you go to you go to floor negative six six six. What do you think when you meet when the devil's there to escort you around and give you a tour? What do you think he's going to talk about? I think he's going to be encouraging. I think he's going to be like, you know what, you've got potential. <laughs> I see it in you. I see it. Well, how would this not make a great cartoon? It would be a great cartoon. God damn. I'm like thinking, I'm playing it out in my head. I'm like, this would be the most incredible cartoon. He's like, I think you got potential. You just need a little bit of encouragement. Now, when you were, uh, when you were on earth, whatever little things I could do to encourage you, you didn't do it, but I always, I always believed in you. Yeah. You know, I could see it. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe the devil's like the dad. That you don't want to admit you like. Yeah. You know? But he's like the cool dad. Yeah. He's like, fuck, son. You want to do it? Fucking do I it. See, I can see that. You know, do it. You, you want to do this? Then fucking do it. I ain't going to stop you. You know, I feel like he's the cool dad. I think, right. I think the god dad is a little bit too of the more like prissy, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to put him. Like, he's just like. He's like, you know, if you're watching a movie, um, uh, was it with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell when they're dads? Good dads? Good or dad. uh, is that what it's called? Something like that. Good. Uh, good. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Good Burger. <laughs> What's it called? I, something dads. Yeah, something dads, right? It's actually a really good movie. You, you, the first and the second one are really good. You guys good. know what I'm talking about. God is like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Just like a really sweet, encouraging father. Yeah. But doesn't overly have, nurturing, right? Doesn't but doesn't have thick skin, right? And then you got Mark Wahlberg, who's like the devil. Yeah, the bad dad, the bad dad, and the bad dad, but the good dad, but kind of a good dad. Yeah, he's like a good dad, but he just yeah influences you a little differently. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I think the devil's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I could see that. 
I also I do agree with you. I feel like that's how it would be. I feel like the devil in his own way would be pretty nurturing, but I think nurturing I think it borderlines nurturing borderlines manipulation. Yeah. I think if I were to go down to hell, I think like the first thing the devil would do is just tell me just like, Oh my god, you're gonna love it here. Like Mussolini and Jeffrey Dahmer over there playing cards, you guys are gonna be best friends. <laughs> I feel like that's how my first introduction into the underworld's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like a loose prison, almost like a Martha Stewart prison. I was just about to say, could you imagine seeing someone down there who you never would have imagined being down there? Yeah, oh, for sure. There'd be tons. There'd be tons. You're like, how did Selma Hayek get down here? <laughs> and then, like, you find out, like, she fucking clobbered someone with, like, a, you know, oh, steel yeah. toe boot or some shit. Yeah, like, killed yeah. a person. Like, you would see, um, you know who you would see down there? Um, Sorry if you can hear my dog whining. He's so cute, though. Here's the dogs barking, so he's freaking out. Quincy's down here with us. I'll take him out in a minute after we take a break. We'll so show you can him. See him. Yeah. Um, who is, um, who's, who's the guy that plays Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Ferris Bueller? What's his name in real life? Oh, uh, um, oh shit. He asked me too quickly. Um, God, what's his fuck. name? I want to look it up now. Ferris Bueller guy. Yeah. What uh, the fuck is his name? Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, we got to know it now. Um, it's bothering me. You remember there was a day where, like, if you couldn't remember something, you couldn't look it up? Yeah, you couldn't. You'd be like, well, I don't, I'm going to sit here all fucking day, and I'm not going to know who the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Ma- that's it. So Matthew Broderick killed a guy. What? Look it up. He fucking killed a, he killed a guy in a car accident, and he hit a dude and fucking killed him. Yeah. That's a real thing. So I feel like you would see Matthew Broderick down there. I think he would be like the guy you'd be like, what the, what is Ferris Bueller doing down here? He seems like such a good guy. And then the dad was like, well, he killed a dude. So yeah, but like he would be, he would be the nice guy in hell. Yeah. Like he'd probably be the guy that gives you a tour and is like super excited about it. And he's like, just you wait, wait till I take you this way. Yeah. You'll love it in the gymnasium. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Cerberus yet? Like, no, Matthew Broderick. He's like, well, listen, I know Cerberus is kind of like the demon hound from hell that watches over the gates, but he's a really sweet dog. Yeah. And he's like, come here. He'll let you pet Just him. let him sniff you. <laughs> Just let him sniff you. <laughs> I, you can for sure see Matthew Broderick in hell. 100%. Yeah. Who else would you see in hell? Oh. Who would you, who would you see in hell that you would be surprised at first, but then you would make the connection afterwards and you go, yeah, it makes sense. Convenient Christians. Oh, dude, all of it filled. The whole, there's probably a whole section for convenient yeah. Christians in hell. I know too many Christians. And I bet they're all going to church while they're there. And they're all going to church. I know too many Christians who plead faith, oh, yeah. but are the most narcissistic, selfish, pieces of shit, bigots. Yeah. Pieces of shit people Literally on this earth. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Yeah. I know too many of them. And it's like. There's a guy I used to work with that was like that. Dude. He would preach religion all the time and then would admit cheating on his wife. Yeah. All the fucking time. Yeah. Oh, I w- drove down to this state to meet this lady. And I'm like, wait a second. You like, you brag about being in like your church softball league and that you run the front of the house like because yeah, you know a little man. bit about audio and you're you dedicate three days a week to the church and to god and then you just admittedly said i met this really hot woman online i drove all the way down to georgia to fuck her yep huh 
That's what I'm talking huh? about. Convenient. Tons. There's tons of them. Convenient Christians. It's just a mask. I think part of that too, and I've always said this about certain certain parts of religion, is that it's. I think a lot of people lack willpower or lack, in many instances, the ability to confront themselves and their own demons. So you use this scapegoat of religion to kind of mask all these inefficiencies about it's who like, you are. It's like if I plead my faith to a deity. Like it's okay for me to be a That it's okay for me to do these things. Right. Because, Just a, it's one giant cover-up. Because I'm following a certain belief standard. Right following some type of it's a way for you to reconcile all the bad things that you do right yeah like it's like confession right it's like well right i killed 20 people today so i'm here in confession to let you know that right um i've killed 20 people it's cool right right yeah no and like i imagine like if you were the that i thought you know that happens if you were the priest in that catholic church hearing those confessions like what do you do dude do you like fucking call the police on them or do you go like i don't know honestly i don't know what the protocol is for that like because i imagine confession is is you is it like the same thing with being like with a counselor or like a therapist right where it's like um uh, confidentiality right like yeah when you when you speak to someone like, i think if you openly admit murder though I think that's one of the no-nos. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I've seen... But the, I don't know I've in religious movie, context. I've seen the movie Daredevil with... It's also with, a movie. Uh, with, um, 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 ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, where he plays a terrible blind person. <laughs> and, he, and he has these moments. So just plays himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does... But he, he goes in the church and he'll, like, talk to, like, a priest about, like, fucking beating the shit out of someone... Practically to death. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> ben Affleck plays blind Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, just, he does. I mean, the same thing with the show. Like, if I heard someone come in and, like, I just about beat someone to fucking death because I was so upset. And, like, right. it, they were in the front, they were in the line in front of me at McDonald's and they, they took my order and then, like but paid like but paid the prices that I had for my order and right. I got their bullshit order I I I grabbed my order and I cut him off right before we got out of McDonald's I got out of my car and I pulled him out of his fucking car seat and I beat him half to death like give me my fucking uh sausage egg McGriddle and and <laughs> and like can you just imagine like like what would you do as a priest I don't know or you're like Listen, son, because I feel like they all call them sons. Yeah. Like, if you're a priest, whether they're older, you, older than you or not, you it's like son. you call them son. Well, because you're the son of God. Right. It's like, what do you do? Do you just like, oh, that puppy. <laughs> um, do you just like, do you just like say, well, that's fucked up. You probably should just keep that under wraps. Yeah. Or do you go like, I'm sorry. I got to like, I got to like turn you in. <laughs> or you just say like, dude, pretend you never said that. Throw up ten Hail Marys and let's call it a day. <laughs> right. I don't know how else. Like I don't know procedurally what else could make right. sense. I feel yeah. like there's so much shit that's kind of thrown under the rug. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, well, listen, you go to this church. We don't want any bad press, so we're just gonna ignore this for now. Right. Yeah. 
That could be it. That could be it. I too. mean, luckily, luckily those places aren't like filled with microphones and shit. You'd hear some fucked up shit. You would hear some fucked up shit. Someone should make that a reality show. Confession tapes. Oh my god, in the booth. Yeah, oh confession. Just call it confession booth. Oof. That would be crazy. That that should be a thing. That should be a thing. You'd hear some fucked up shit. Like you'd hear like the old uh, housewife. They'd be like. I I banged all the teenager kids down the street. No we had one shit. giant orgy. No shit. Uh, we need to take a break. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. I feel demons. We have um, <laughs> oh what a tangent. We have a review today of a newer cigar, one that I would say is hot to the market. Came out July, man. Yeah, very very recent. So excited to break that one down. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with you guys in just a second. Hang tight. I'm going to go pray. I am struggling a bit. I've been feeling really overwhelmed when I walk into the humidor. There's just too many cigars to choose from, and I never know what to pick. I'll get the hot flashes. My IBS begins to act up from all the pressure of it. It'd be really nice if someone could just choose for me. Well, have you ever heard of my cigar pack? What in the dickens is my cigar pack? Well, I'll tell you, My Cigar Pack is a premium cigar club designed to cater unique packs to your door through an innovative platform that takes all the guesswork out of choosing those perfect cigars. Right you are, Corey. They send you five individual premium cigars, a reusable pouch with a Beveda pack, and an add-on item that complements your experience. You can choose from three different options, a mild medium pack, medium pack, or a medium full pack, and My Cigar Pack works hand-in-hand with real cigar experts and manufacturers to design each monthly combination. Yeah, and you can choose between their monthly subscription pack for $39.99 or a one-time purchase for $49.99, and shipping is always complimentary. Visit MyCigarPack.com today to sign up now. New customers will receive $10 off their first order. That's up to a 25% savings off your first pack. Type in promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive your $10 off. Again, visit MyCigarPack.com and enter promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive $10 off your first purchase. Get it, dongers. And we're back. Get yourself some more bourbon, bro. Mm. Heaven's door it awaits you. It doesn't seem as uh, appetizing now. No, it doesn't seem as rich. Oh, it doesn't. It, 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 it mellowed out a bit. Yeah, it did mellow out. I think it was just that first taste, man. I was like, that first taste was something else. It was, man. It was full and oof. Really got my buzzers going. <laughs> Why do I have so many text messages? Jesus I have a Christ. ton. You know, the thing is, is when you, <sighs> when you record these episodes and when you're as, <laughs> I want to say, as popular as, as myself or my brother, you find yourself with 100 text messages that you have to respond to. I had 28 total. Holy hell. Who was texting you? Uh, family, friends, um, the Sultans of Smoke group. Oh, yeah. Should probably talk about that. Real quick. Let's talk about it because it's important. Yeah. And can I actually do a, a quick little promo yeah. before you talk about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I want to do a little promo, a little housekeeping. All right, hurry. Hey, before we get into this review, I want to remind you guys of the um, Mil Diaz Crownhead Cigar that is oh, yeah. coming out. Towards the end of this month, which we have about a week left in August, but the cigar also may come out the first week of, of September. But we'll let you know that we have reviewed the Mill DS by Crown Heads, which you can actually listen to on episode 162. Two. Yep. And 
I think it's something you should look into. The cigar will be coming out soon, and we want to keep constantly keep you reminded of that until the cigar release comes out. So please check out episode 162 and keep an eye out on Crown Heads on Instagram to be uh, uh, you know informed of when it will come out because I, th- I think you'll be pleased uh, with not only our review but of the cigar. So just, you know, you know, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Try it out. Try it out. Um, so you probably don't know this because you're remiss from literally everything. Well, I'm also not included in text message, which is probably wise because I am one. Yeah, but you know why you're not? Uh, no. iPhone. You don't that's have true. a fucking iPhone. But <laughs> you would have to start the group oh, that's <laughs> for true. us all to be in it. The other point to make is that when it comes to text messages, you're horrific. Um, I live in a world that is driven by technology and communication. Yeah. Uh, myself, though, if it's not work related, you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will. Don't. I will take my sweet ass time. You're the before, worst. Texter. Before I text you back or even respond to your phone call, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Literally the worst. Um, I want to hear it. What's up? Yeah. So Danny Vasquez is no longer with Romercraft. I heard that. Yes. Yeah. So t- Friday tomorrow is his last day. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to speculate as why. I still need to listen to Sultan's Smoke podcast where he announces it. He texts everybody the other day and goes, you guys need to listen to this podcast. And I said, okay, is it out right now? And he goes, no, it'll be released till tonight, which was like two nights ago. And I still haven't listened to it. <laughs> so my whole thing is I will be listening to it tonight, although I know what has occurred. Part of that occurrence is sparked the idea of, hey, we need to do another live. Um, so uh, Amy and I are going to connect tomorrow, which is actually technically Friday, but everyone's going to listen on Monday. And we're going to try to set up our next live um, I think there's some good creative things we can do with these ongoing live sessions that, in my opinion, I think could be cool if they were inclusive of one guest. Like, it would be cool to have a panel like of people. Like one random guest because, outside of the group. Right. So if you think about it, there's no one that's really done a platform that's a panel of people that invite one person on. Yeah, that's true. To be interlaced and intermixed into the conversation. Like Hollywood Squares. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like you have a panel of, you have an entire panel of people with one person who's kind of inserted into the situation of which they can talk about things topically. We can talk about whatever they do related yeah. to the cigar industry. I don't know. There's all kinds of creative things can that I we can whoopee? do. Can I be whoopee? You can be Whoopi. I'll be Whoopi. I want to be uh, Alan. What's his name? Alan. Uh, the guy who died. Rickman? No. Uh, <laughs> he did die. No. Uh, Robin Thicke's dad. Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. was on it, right? He was Hollywood. I think first, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to be Alan Thicke. Okay. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> whole bunch of stuff going on there. Danny no longer at Romacraft. Can't wait to actually listen to their episode and uh, hear him talk about it. Because my whole thing is, is like, Danny's not the kind. Like, He's got to have a plan, right? There's a plan. Yeah. So what's the plan? I think the plan is he wants to make his own cigar brand again. I will say this. The FDA regulatory process was definitely lightened up. There was some big news that came out in terms of like, you know, your ability to produce cigars and so on and so forth. And and the judge found that uh, the FDA's regulatory process was egregious to say the least um, in favor of the premium tobacco industry. So I think there's, it's going to open a lot of doors for possibilities in terms of what people can do. 
Um, Danny did have a brand already previous to um, him yep. joining Romacraft. I think what Romacraft probably did was help elevate his experience in the industry, his understanding of uh, the process as a whole, not just the tobacco, right? right. And distribution and logistics and sales and so on. Probably created a platform for him to platform for him to do his own things or to maybe start working with another organization in a different capacity. Who knows what it's going to lead to? The only thing I can say is I'm always excited for the things that he does. Um, and I told him the other day. He's like, moving back to Florida. Is he? Yes. I didn't see that. Yes. He's going from Texas to Florida. Oh, going back to Florida. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Because what I was thinking about, too, and, and, I, and I said this to him um, openly in an Instagram comment because I wanted certain people to read. I said, I would argue that one of the only reasons I support Romacraft is because of Danny Vasquez. <laughs> So, which is why I replied, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, I thought I, I'm almost positive I did read he was talking about moving back to Florida. We'll get a chance to talk to him, obviously. Yeah. And I, get, I need to listen to the episode because I'm, I'm obviously far behind on that and I feel bad about it. But you know, my life's been crazy too. So, we love you, Danny. And yes, of course, all the best favorites. to whatever future endeavors hold. And I'm sure we'll get that nitty gritty. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. It's yeah. an appropriate time for another life session, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I've been yearning it. Anyway, um, we've got a review today. Chris, what are we reviewing? It is the shortest, slightly pudgy. <laughs> kind of. Hotcakes by HVC. It is. Now, I will say this. I have been on HVC's nutsack for the past three months. Yeah. The first HVC I had was the Black Friday special of 2018, and I did not like it. Um, I just wasn't a fan. And I started smoking their stuff again because of Dave from CigarClub.com. Right. Gave me a few HVC stuff when we met up with them, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I've had them before, and it was like a huge fan. I started smoking again. I was like, fuck, this shit's good. Majority of their stuff's made at Aganorsa. Right. Surprise fucking surprise there. Um, you but, sluts. but this cigar has had, and HVC is not a huge company. I mean, it is as boutique as it gets, but yep. this cigar, young had, owner, younger, this cigar has had a ton of fucking hype around it. Like mm-hmm. this is probably arguably, I would say one of the biggest releases in this particular period of time, if you say like a three month window of summer, this is probably one of the hottest releases to come out this summer. Yeah. So it's been smattered throughout subscription packs. It's been hyped up online. It's been advertised online. Um, it's a big HVC release. Yeah. Um, and I was interested in this particular cigar for one very reason. What's that? And that is Aganorsa traditionally produces Nicaraguan puros. If you're gonna, if you're gonna contract with Aganorsa, you're, you're getting pretty much Nicaraguan everything. This one, the wrapper's different. What is the wrapper? Mexican San Andreas. That is what intrigued me about this cigar. And we'll get into the components of the cigar, but before we do so, Chris, how do we break these down? Oh, brother, I'm glad you asked. Each cigar review is broken down into three main categories. Construction, burn-in, flavor. To throw in a little extra kicker, we see if the cigar is worth the price for a possible bonus or deduction. And then finally, we average out our individual reviews, giving you guys our total recommendation. We don't do numbers anymore. I hope you're not mad. I'm not mad. If you're mad, well, this isn't high school. This Tough is shit. elementary. You know? We don't have to give you a reason. We don't have to give you a reason. You want an A? You're not going to give a fucking A. You're not going to get one. 
You're right. going to get a recommendation. You're going to get exceeds expectations. You're, that's basically what it is. <laughs> you're going to be like, what is, what's exceed expectations? Well, we'll leave it up to your imagination. It's an elementary grading system, <laughs> and that's how we like it. Um, as we already mentioned, blended at Agonorsa, this is the HVC hot cake. Both a Mexican St. Andrews wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler, which aren't a surprise there. We smoked it in the Laguito number four, which is four and a half by 52. So it is a short, pudgy little, it's a short Robusto, essentially. Comes at a very, very competitive $8 price point. What I love about it is the history behind this cigar. Do tell. Well, what's interesting is so Reiner Lorenzo is the owner of the cigar. He was born in like the 80s. So he's about our age. Right. Well, like, what if he was born in '81? We were born in the late '80s. Well, so he wouldn't be our age. He'd be in his 40s. I think he was like. I think he's one year older than me. Okay. I think. But what I found so profound about this cigar is that the story about how he came about the cigar is quite unique. Very much more unique than what I've ever seen with any other cigar. Whether it's what Steve Saka d- has done, wh- whether it's Crown Heads or Roma Craft. Or even, you know, uh, 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 who's the one that's the Mason ones? Hiram and Solomon. Hiram and Solomon. There's always these interesting <laughs> stories or even protocol like with the police. Mason one. <laughs> <laughs> or even like protocol, which has like a, a historically a more of a uh, civil servitude type of background. Right. This one's a little bit different. So Reiner, who founded HVC, it actually starts with a simple trip to his local fast food joint. In fact, this cigar actually came about when he was going to his local McDonald's mm-hmm. one morning. And he and actually ordered hot cakes and sausage. It's one of my favorite breakfasts. It's the only breakfast I like from McDonald's. <laughs> and Over a billion served. He was one of them. He ordered it one morning with him and his wife. I don't think he has a wife, but we'll say for this story he does. <laughs> And he orders the hot cakes and sausage, and he so quickly was so hungry that he wanted to stop off next to one of the the lo- you know one of the close parking spots in McDonald's. He's like, "I'm so hungry, I just want to enjoy my breakfast before I get home." And and, and so he parks into the to, to the nearest parking spot, and he begins to eat his hot cakes and sausage. And he's so enamored by the flavors, the savoriness, the saltiness, the spiciness. Right? He's like, what if I could create a cigar that had all of these pronounced flavors? The spiciness, the savoriness, the bitterness, the saltiness. And it got him thinking that he was going to go back to his factory and he was going to say, listen, guys, everybody, are you paying attention? I want to make a new cigar. I want to do something that's so different than what anybody else is doing, but I don't want it infused, but I want to make something that tastes as close to what I can think of as the hot cakes and sausage from McDonald's. A lot of people thought it was a fucking dumbass idea. Like, Reiner, there's no way we can make a cigar taste like hot cakes and sausage. And he goes, you shouldn't dare to be dreamers. We are going to spend the next year and a half making a cigar that tastes exactly like hot cakes and sausage 
from McDonald's. The question is, brother, did he accomplish that goal? We'll find out. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you have the backstory. Let's break it down. What do you think about the construction? Dude, so even in its shortiness, much like a sausage link, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's a, it's a, it's a pretty dense cigar for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It is a nice, dark, rich, chocolatey wrapper. It's a dark brown wrapper. Um, I will say the cap structure, cap structure was a little bit messy on mine. I don't know if it was with yours, but it was a little messy on mine. Um, but that said, it almost had a furry touch to it, which is, I think, indicative of Mexican San Andreas. It's kind of that toothy textured wrapper you know so, like it got a slight fuzz on it you right, know right right um with a nice mild sheen with just minimal black veins running through it now this cigar coming in at a four and a half inch cigar with a simple hvc band with it has a big old hot cakes plastered on it it's a simple cigar when you look at it yeah you're n- it's it's gonna be unsuspecting from appearances, when you think of all the flashy cigars that come out in this industry, from Drew Estate and, and, and CAO with this fucking new one that looks like a goddamn femur called the Bones, <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 it's a humble look. It's mm. a small look. But I thought the construction was pretty on point. I thought it was a great construction. Uh, what I liked about the cigar itself is that from a rapper type, Mexican San Andreas, to me, is usually always indicative of a very dark, rich brown. Yeah. Mine was not that. It had spots of dark, rich brown. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it was lighter than most San Andreas wrappers that I've seen. It was actually very marbled. And I have a picture of it that I'll post online so people can see it. It was actually pretty crazy. I go, this is not indicative of a San Andreas wrapper. That's different than mine. It caused me to go, wait a second, is that... There's no way that could be a San Andreas wrapper. Caused me to look at the cigar a second time and go, am I smoking what I think I'm smoking? And I was. It was really cool to look at. Construction overall to me was pretty flawless. I didn't have any cap structure issues or anything like that. Cigar was nice and firm. It is indicative of, I would say, if you're one of the premium contractors or you're one of the premium brands for Aganorsa rolled cigars, you're likely going to have a heightened expectation of um, good quality construction. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was exactly this cigar. And I know Aganorsa would, of course, argue that we do great construction for everybody. No, you don't. You don't. Just admit it. It's fine, but you don't. And I will say, based on your description of the cigar, that is different than what I experienced. Just maybe, maybe it's just the wrapper itself. Maybe that leaf is different. Could be. But maybe mine didn't have a Mexican San Andreas. But you saw me smoking mine. Yeah, I know. I did. It It was real dark. Vastly different from mine. I can show you. Super dark. I will show you a picture of mine. You go, well, that's weird. Yeah, mine was super dark. Very different. What do you think about the burn? Burns very evenly. Like the thing is, is when you're dealing with Vitolas like this, right? Like these these short, stumpy Robustos, that's about the way I could put it. Um, with this really thick wrapper, right? I've, I, I've yet to experience a Mexican San Andreas wrapper that is thin. Right. They're always thick wrappers. They're oily wrappers. They're toothy. They got a lot of grit to them. Right. Um, 
it burned really evenly on the wrapper. In fact, then you start to notice that like the Nicaraguan binder and the Nicaraguan fillers, you start to see that whitish, light, light grayish ash, right, which right. is indicative of those Nicaraguans. Right. It burned right. really evenly. Right. It for this Vitola being a four and a half by like fifty some fifty two, right? It was about a two three puffer, right? Two three hits, you get a good mouthful of um smoke, man. Not once, and this is what's great about when these these small Vitolas people. It's so rare, especially at this ring gauge, like a fifty two. It's so rare for you to ever have burn issues. Right. You know, it's like it's so short that you're not gonna have real long you're not gonna have issues with burn when it comes to the length and it's so thick that you're not really gonna ever experience burn issues like you could take your time with the cigar even being probably a one of the least challenging vitolas yeah you like you could take your time with this, this is not a vitola where you got to be huffing on it every 30 seconds because you're no. in fear that it's gonna go out on you right this is one you could take your time at and with a four and a half inch smoke um you can probably baby this for a good hour, hour and a half, depending on how fast you smoke. Yeah, I think you could. And you really. wouldn't have any issues with it. I thought it was a great smoke. Never, no outages, nothing. It, it burned clean all the way through, bro. I did have a high level of consistency with the burn of the mine, which I enjoyed, obviously. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is it's just when I have consistency issues. I smoked an Aganorsa uh, Selection yesterday, a natural and that motherfucker had so many issues. I literally went for a walk and I was with my wife and just looking at this thing and it just like, it burnt like fucking dog shit. One of the best flavored cigars um, for sure in terms of like good morning cigar with a cup of coffee. It's one of my favorites to smoke, but I smoked it last night because I wanted something a little lighter and it burnt like fucking garbage. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like if there's anything that's indicative of like bad burn or so many challenges, like this cigar was it. Yeah. Um, so it kind of puts things in perspective of cigars that have minimal challenges or none at all. For this one, it was super consistent burn, which I suspected, and like you said, in such a short Vitola. However, I had an obnoxiously tight draw that I could not get loosened up. Oh, damn. Could not get loosened up. It really hindered the entire experience of the cigar, which I was really frustrated by because this one was so hyped, and because I've really enjoyed HVC cigars here recently where I find myself smoking them more and more, seeking them out, excited to smoke a different iteration of, something I've never had before, or even new releases like this yeah. one. I just had a lot of challenge with the, or with, the, um, with the draw overall. And typically, I would say seven out of 10 times, I can loosen it up to where it's bearable. Yeah. Sometimes it loosens up on its own, but I really feel like the fillers in this cigar were just so overly dense and just so overly packed. They were just bunched too much tobacco and from a filler perspective it was bunched specifically at the head of the cigar. It was causing me too many issues. I tried, I have a draw tool of which I tried to utilize. I just tried to just soften up the head a little bit. Sound, sounds weird when I do it like that and I go, I'm going to soften up but the head. But you like squeeze it and you move it left and right. Right. And try to just loosen up the filler. Just try to loosen that filler up just a little bit just to get the airflow through. And I could not for the life of me get it to, to loosen up any more than I would say it was, it was less than adequate. I'll put it that way. So not overly thrilled about the burn overall. And, I guess the good news is it's only a four and a half inch cigar. I've been trying to do that with a seven inch cigar. I would have put it down. Yeah. But not my favorite in terms of that. Yeah. So arguably the most important part of our review is the flavor. Chris, what'd you think? Hot cakes and sausage. 
you want savory, you want a little bit of spice, a little bit of saltiness, right? This cigar, from the initial 10 puffs, was every bit of that. It was very peppery in the beginning. It had a lot of bitterness and a lot of savoriness that came along with it. And I'm like, dang. Like, in my initial review of it, I was like, the strength of this cigar, like, when you talk about, like, full-bodied and, like, you know, mild, medium, to full-bodied, I was like, damn, this thing is full-fucking-bodied coming off the gun. It does that, and I think for some, you'll enjoy that. But very quickly, there's moments of just a flurry of sweetiness. It gets us to a certain sweetness. You're like, oh, that's nice. But the bitterness and the, and the savoriness still kind of is there. The one thing I'll say this is that it's, this cigar does smooth out quite significantly, about 25% through it, which is only a four and a half cigar, like four and a half inch cigar, people. So, you know, about an inch or so, this, this cigar changes, um, I would say, quite drastically from the first initial part of the cigar. So you're going to get a lot of like sweetness and creaminess. And some savoriness with just some like mild bitterness uh, for the rest of the cigar. It doesn't change up a whole lot after that, but it was a pretty pleasant flavor. Uh, I thought they were pretty pungent. Um, the end got a little bit of harsh. It got a little bit harsh with the bitterness at the end, but it didn't really discourage me too much. It just, I noticed it like when I was about down to the one inch mark, I was like, okay, it's starting to burn like a little, right? A little harsh, overly bitter, overly spicy. But I really enjoyed the flavors. Honestly, you know, Reiner, if, if you were going after the experience that people would, would come away with when they're eating their hot cakes and sausage from McDonald's, I think you accomplished that in the first 10% of the cigar. And I think you might have accomplished that at the end of the cigar, just a little bit. Yeah. But the in the in the, the middle, meat, in the meat of the cigar, it was a creamy cigar. It was pretty yeah. smooth for the most part. The the yeah. spice subdued quite a bit. But I did like it. I like the change up. The change ups that you get in a four and a half inch cigar was, to me, pretty substantial. There was parts of it I really liked, and there was parts of it that I was like, eh, it's decent. Right. Um. But overall, I thought the flavor was enough for this seasoned palate right. to be like, yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun flavor. Yeah. And, it, and I spent like a good hour and 20 minutes smoking it. So I liked the flavor. I thought the flavor was good. I really liked the flavor on the onset. I think what I liked the most is the fact that it was the San Andreas wrapper. Mm. I like that bitter earthiness i like the savoriness that the wrapper provided the cigar um to me i could have used that particular thing even if it was a one-dimensional cigar i could have used i would have loved that flavor all the way through sure yeah um what i found is that as i progressed through the cigar specifically after i got past the first third of the cigar yeah everything kind of subsided a little bit mm -hmm. it did. and i agree with you in terms of I don't want to say the element of creaminess, but just the element of like the subtleness mm -hmm. that everything kind of just leveled off a little bit. And there was actually a point in the cigar. And I literally, this is something I wrote in my review. I said, the, t the flavor kind of tamed out a bit. And then I go, wait, where did the flavors go? 
And then it caused me to question whether or not maybe my palate wasn't refreshed enough. I'm like, am I fighting a fucking cold here? Have I smoked too much today? I'm like, no, I haven't smoked anything today. This is the only yeah. cigar I've had. Why am I not getting what I feel like I should be getting out of this cigar? Too much pancake, not enough maple syrup. Maybe that was it. Um, but I was just wondering, like, did my senses turn off? Did my nose stop working? Did my taste buds start wor- stop working? It was the middle of the cigar, man. I was questioning me as opposed to the cigar because of all the hype around the cigar and the fact that it has the Mexican San Andreas wrapper and the fact that it was rolled in Aganorza. My expectation was, this is going to be a full-flavored cigar. I'm going to get a lot in this. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't. I got a lot up front, which I really loved, and I got a whole lot of nothing in the middle. And then, weirdly enough, right at the very end, I got this like creamy nuttiness that I really liked, but as quick as it came is as quick as it fucking left. And I go, huh. Did your spice kick in? It right- just wasn't enough for me to get excited about it. Did the spice kick the in right at the end as well? I didn't really have any elements of spice at the end. Honestly, it just was kind of a dull, it was just a dull experience. It was the middle part. Yeah, it was for sure that middle part where it yeah, was like, just like it was so anticlimactic. It, it was so I don't even want to say bland. It was just void almost. Where I go like, did I just time warp through most of this fucking cigar? <laughs> like, what happened? Why? Why am I not experiencing what I what I anticipated I was going to experience? Um, and really, just whatever I got at the end, and that quick hello and quick goodbye from that creamy nuttiness that I actually quite enjoyed, it just wasn't enough for me to get excited for the remainder of the cigar. Yeah. So I think the cigar was really good up front, and I think it, it had a lot of character in the beginning. And I think a lot of that just begins to erode away once you get to the halfway mm. point. And it's not even that it gets confu- confusing. Again, it's just void of anything meaningful. And that is kind of challenging to me. And a four and a half by 52 Ringgate, I actually really like the Vitola of the cigar. I like that Vitola a lot. It's a, it's a short fucking stout Robusto. Yeah, for sure. Which I really like that Vitola because from a time perspective and just from the meatiness of it and just anticipating that you're not going to have a lot of issues with it gets me excited about that Vitola. Mm. I actually find myself going to the short Robustos more often. Yeah. The four and a half by 50s, the four and a half yeah. by 52s. Even a four and a half by 54. I really like those. It's just I couldn't get on board fully with the flavor. Had I experienced in the back end kind of what I experienced on the front end, which I really, really, really enjoyed. I mean, that was like top level fucking great flavor right at the get go. It's almost like having a horse in the race that comes out of the fucking gate fast and it's leading the pack. And by halfway through the race, it just ends up in last (laughs) place. It just pulls back. I'm not running with the Usain Bolt. (laughs) <laughs> i'm running with the guy that doesn't know how to pace himself yeah I, I it was that. a um a mispaced cigar uh which left me a little bit frustrated um what did you think about eight dollar price point worth it not worth it listen i you know i've uh for a company that can come out at an eight dollar price point for four and a half um by 52 robusto i've seen plenty of cigars in this this bracket at the ten dollar range with an extra half inch on it, you know? Seen plenty of them. That's kind of like the de facto standard. With it being a half inch less, I can kind of see why the price point's eight bucks. It's not something that exceeds where it is, you know, where it's like, yeah, that's well worth it. Cause like you're getting a very dense cigar and you're getting you're you truly are getting an hour and probably ten minutes to thirty minutes extra um on the burn. 
Um, but I felt like, based on the flavor and the size, I thought $8 was very appropriate for this cigar. Very appropriate. No bonus, no deductions. I would have to say I agree with you. I think even though I didn't really like the flavor throughout at least half of the cigar, an $8 price point is what I would consider to be below industry average. And right. obviously there's huge variances. But if we talk about in terms of the stuff that we smoke most often, yeah. $8 is below what I would say is the $9 average price right. point. Right. right. Understanding that this is a shorter Vitola, so it does get a little bit of a, you know, it, it is more on par and more pace for that. Um, I do think it was appropriate. I almost put it at a delta just because of this particular experience. However, this is one I'm intrigued to try again. Mm. To me, this is one that I feel like needs redemption and only because when I see the hype around it and I see what other people get out of it. And of course I kind of yearn for like, I want that same experience. Right. Why wasn't it as good for me as it is for all these Were other you people? Were a bad day? I think there was something wrong with me. <laughs> I think it was my problem. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm saying, I think it was my problem. I think I had an issue. Something happened. It's possible. And I don't know what happened, but I feel like I need an opportunity to smoke this again before i personally make a final judgment on the cigar because i really like hvc i love their cigars i love the flavors i've i really have only had a couple bad hvc cigars and here recently i find myself smoking them more and more and really 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 i feel like they're finding their place in my humidor more often yeah um so i want to give it a little bit of a redemption opportunity and we'll see what happens but I'd say overall, um, I wasn't completely thrilled by it, but I do think it's worth the price point. Yeah. Um, we should probably mouth to each other what our scores are. Or better yet, maybe you tell me what your recommendation is, and I'll give you my recommendation, and we'll just average it out for the site. Okay. Well, I'm going to mouth you my number because I feel like that's important. Okay. All right. For, you, for those who are watching, don't look at my mouth. Oh, okay. Interesting. What? What did you say? Okay. Yeah. I I think based on Corey's um, personal judgment versus mine, um, I think this cigar is a decent smoke to try. That would be correct. It is a decent smoke to try. Um, it is a four and a half inch cigar. It's fifty two ring gauge. It's basically like a pudgy. Re- like a short pudgy robusto. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think if you enjoy the the first onset of flavors, you're gonna love you're gonna love that, but you're gonna maybe di- be disappointed with the f- like the majority of the meat of the cigar. Yeah, if you don't like the onset of the flavors, you're gonna like the cigar because you're gonna like the middle part. It's almost like I'm saying that it's it's. It's partially worth it because the flavors up front are so good. Yeah. Just, you're going to be a little disappointed, I think, some somewhere in the halfway point. That's just for me personally. Again, this is all subjective. Some of those people, I I don't want to say people like void of flavor, as I've I've articulated on, on you know, this particular review. Um, but really what it is is subdued. It's subtle. It's, it's kind of dulled a little bit. Yeah. 
um, that's what the middle of the cigar is. And part of it is like, it's not even that it's bad. It's just nothing. It's nothing. I don't know what it is. It, it isn't anything and it's not anything. It does mellow weird. out quite substantially in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It was weird to me. And, and the impactful flavor that you get up front. And man, my God, I don't think I've ever been so excited to uh, smoke a cigar rolled in Aganors that a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. I'm not saying that they've never used another wrapper type before, but arguably it, they are kind of indicative for using over and over just again Nick. Um, all Nicaraguan yeah. tobacco. So it was really cool to have the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Um, with the Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler combinations, I was excited for that. And really, again, what you get up front is so good. Um, it's just not matched with anything meaningful, really, to me, through the remainder of the cigar, except a little bit at the end. So yeah, just found it challenging, but it's definitely one that I'm intrigued to try again. It's like, I need another one of these so I can make a final judgment. Yes, perhaps, perhaps in the near future, my brother, me and you shall... Travel to the local McDonald's and get ourselves some hotcakes and sausage. Dude, we should get hotcakes and sausage. Yeah. I haven't had McDonald's breakfast in probably 10 years. Really? It would make me shit so bad. I used to get the um, steak, egg, and cheese bagels. I remember that. I used uh, to get the sausage They biscuit. don't carry them anymore. That's because no one liked them. I loved them. You were the only person. Oh, I loved them. They're fucking just a regular sausage biscuit. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I'll tell you this right now. I'm happy that there's things that I gave up as yeah. I got older. McDonald's is definitely one of those things I was happy I gave up. I went to their, I went to them so much at like three in the morning after going to UD in the ghetto to like going to house parties, like frat parties to go there and get like right. breakfast or like burgers. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to be real with you. I'm looking right in the camera right now. Can you see me? Look at this face. Can you see me? This face is the face of someone who, when I eat just regular McDonald's, I, get, I feel fucking sick. Yeah. After it's, I it's eat bad. it. It's bad. It's really bad. I feel sick. There's not anything on their menu I think I can eat minus a parfait that doesn't make me fucking just oh, absolutely I nauseous. Feel so, I feel so off after I eat I it. I feel like when you eat it, your body is literally saying, if you haven't had it in a while, your body's going, what is all this foreign shit? No Meaning like yes. all the preservatives and steroids yes. and the non-meat meat. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? It's, it's really, I think it's your body rejecting foreign things. That's very possible. I think it's what it is. It's just like half of this isn't real. And as, as, your, as your system mechanizes against <laughs> this, yeah. this fucking foreign food, it just goes, wait a second. It alerts your system and says like foreign objects have invaded your, your fucking digestive system. You must, you must combat them immediately. Let's go get it right Star now. Star Wars is happening in your stomach, essentially. Let's just go get it right now. No. <laughs> no. What would you get if you get McDonald's right now? What'd you get? I already uh, know what I'd get. Uh, Off the dinner menu specifically. Uh, I get a, a um, uh, triple Big Mac. I'd be like, throw on an extra patty. I want a large fry, and I want a 20-piece nugget. Okay. You ready for mine? Yeah. I want a big and tasty. Ooh, yeah. Everything on it, but no cheese. I want a 10-piece nugget, a large fry, and I want a chocolate shake. Ooh. 
That used to be my go-to after the, we'd play music. Doesn't that sound good, people? Dude, the Big and Tasty is the shit. The most underrated fucking burger from McDonald's is the Big and Tasty. See, now it's I'm... It's so good. See, now I want... It's Mc, like a Whopper light. Now I want McDonald's, but I know as soon as I get in my car, I'll be like, fuck that shit, I'm not getting McDonald's. No, you'll just get Taco Bell instead. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Gross. All right, well, let's conclude this. Yeah. It's episode 164, chugging right along. We'll have some reviews coming out. Some new cigars, um, some that I already anticipate are probably not going to turn out well, but we're going to fucking power through them, baby. Yeah. I've already reviewed a few. We're going to power through them and continue powering through them. Um, so as we've already, uh, we've already suggested before, one of the things that Chris and I are really going to challenge ourselves to do is review, review new cigars to the market, either in podcast form or for the website or both. Um, we're going to be putting things out there that are essentially new releases. So we want to make sure that we're giving you guys our opinion, context to the cigars, reasons to kind of understand what it is or what it isn't before it actually hits the shelves or right as it hits the shelves. So um, that's going to be our commitment going forward. We hope you guys enjoy that format and that process. Um, With that being said, you can visit our website to look at recent reviews, to listen to all the podcasts, or even to watch our videos as you hopefully are doing right now. Yeah. Um, you can go to www.hotticketweekly.com for all of that. Yeah, you can, you can watch me get fat every week. Yeah, Chris just you gets get inflated. He looks like a fatter every week. <laughs> looks like a fucking goddamn inner tube. I've already started slimming down, though. I've, I've been really diligent, minus a couple hiccups. <laughs> minus a couple Freddy strips. <laughs> minus a couple hiccups. I've been really diligent about eating smarter because by the time by the time we get to this point next year, I'll be so fucking cut you'll want to fuck me. I doubt it. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that. It's just I I hopped on because you know for for there a little bit I was trying to get thicker than Snickers. Yeah, I was eating a lot and I was working out. I was lifting a lot, and me getting thick just means me putting on like ten pounds, maybe sometimes reaching fifteen. My goal was one seventy. I didn't get where I wanted to get in that particular time frame. I was about three pounds shy, but a pretty good overall effort. As I've begun to start the process of slimming down again, yeah. Um, because I don't like to lift and eat too much over a long period of time. I think body needs balance. So what I did was, is I started fasting a little bit longer. My fasting window is longer. I've been watching what I've eat. I've already lost like eight pounds. <laughs> like just fucking. So you're working out before you eat? Oh, I I work. I fast yeah. before I. Yeah. yeah. I'm always. I always do fasted cardio and fasted workouts. So the, this quickest way to burn fat. For any of you who are curious, like, don't eat before you work out. Like oh, eat, I love fasted cardio or like fasted workouts. They're eat my afterwards because your body will burn fat to basically push you through your workouts. So, but if you got food in your belly, it'll use that. Yeah, for energy. For energy, it just depends on what you want to look like. That's true. That's true. If you're looking that's to lose a, weight, that's just a health tip. Sure, you know. But if you want to lose weight. Eat after you eat, like right after you eat, also, or after you work out. I mean, just do you. Just do you. If you want to be fat, that's fine. Be fat. Be fat. Just be I'm fat. not gonna judge you. I love you either way. Yeah, me too. A little less though. You can't see your big. dick. I don't care. I can't see your dick either, so it's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, let's conclude episode 164. Sounds good. We'll be back at you next week with episode 165. See you, everyone. Bye.
Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at Hot Ticket Chris on Instagram as well. You can find this podcast. It is available all over the place. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can find the podcast available on video on YouTube. Look up the Hot Ticket Weekly on YouTube, and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.